Hi guys, how's it hanging? It is lowing, lo it is hanging low for me. Let me just start this podcast off by saying, I just took a mux, mu <laughs> a muscle relaxer. <laughs> I was going to delete that and re-record it, but you know, that's just truly not my brand. So anyway, if you missed my Instagram stories this morning, um, I was, you know, working out in my home gym and I was getting after it. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking deadlift, bro. Like I'm going to, you know, we have like the weight rack thing where you put the big plates on the side. And I was like, I'm so jacked. I'm going to fucking do this. No, I literally did three reps, went down for the count, pulled my back muscle out, couldn't stand up for approximately seven and a half minutes. Troy's out of town. So I was just staring at Henry while he kind of looked at me like I was the idiot that I am. And then I finally got up and uh, yeah, I can't really walk upstairs, can't really, you know, like turn properly. Have you ever pulled your back muscles? Because again, I've done it so many times. You think that I would learn like, hey, you're not in shape enough to deadlift. Uh, you are not strong. You have very weak hamstrings. I also have lordosis, which if you're not sure what that is, it's a big reason why my butt sticks out so far. I, I just have a huge butt. I have very large butt cheeks, but my back has this, it's like a sway back, so which is lordosis. So if I lay down flat on the ground, you can fit like three textbooks under my lower back. I've never been able to like push my, you know, in order to get my back like flat on the ground, I've got to put my feet up in the air. Um, so anyway, I was just going to make a sexual joke, but I won't. Um, so anyway, it's just, I have, I have back pain all the time, but when you pull it, it, it literally feels like my back is like disconnected from my body right now. So anytime I make a sudden movement, it just goes and you just want to like die. So anyway, I took a muscle relaxer, um, so this is either going to go one or two ways. I'm either going to get canceled or this is going to make zero sense, which is honestly the risk that I take every single day of my life when I speak. So I hate, not that I hate drugs. I love some weed. If uh, I don't say that on my Instagram because that's just, I'm that makes people upset, I think. Um, but I, I like to smoke weed. I went through like a pot head stage a little bit in college. Um, and then I got off of it and then I came back into it. Um, I don't know, like 2018 maybe. And I was a pothead. It was bad. I was like smoking every single day. Uh, I had a swirl world at the end of my street, which if you're not sure what that is, it's uh, like a frozen yogurt stand. Um, that like, it's like a self-serve thing, but it's in a gas station, but it's right at the end of my street. And I got, I probably gained like 20 pounds. It was amazing. Um, and then I got paranoid once. So I stopped and I didn't smoke weed for like 18 months and now I'm back at it. So if you watch my Instagram stories and you see how often I get a double scoop Sunday from Baskin Robbins with extra cookie dough pieces, that's when I'm super high. Um, and anyway, so what I say about drugs is I'm very sensitive to drugs. Like I can take two hits of a joint and be, can I say this on a podcast? Yeah, fuck it. Um, you know what I mean? And I can, I get, I get like blitzed. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I usually like giggle for a couple minutes, eat something and then immediately fall asleep. It's Troy's like favorite thing that I do. Not really. Um, but Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, so I'm very sensitive to drug. Like I, I have never done any other drug, to be honest. They actually, I did Molly once, and I drove myself into the ditch the next day um, because I had to work a double, and I was like, I cannot function, and so I just drove into a ditch. Don't I didn't get hurt. I just kind of fucked up my car, but it was fine. Different story for a different day, perhaps. Um, 
But I just don't, like, I would never take, are we talking about drugs now? I would never take acid, molly, cocaine. Um, They just scare the crap out of me, honestly. And I'm just so sensitive to them. I feel like something bad would happen. That's why, let me, I want to say this too about drinking and alcohol, okay? I remember I had someone say to me, like, in a nice way, but they were like, wow, like, you drink a lot. Like, how do you drink so much and, like, function the next day? Let me tell you that everything is not what it seems, okay? Every single one of my friends is like, like, before we hang out, Gretch, are you going to get drunk today? Like, let's get you drunk. Like, I've never seen you drunk. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. I love to drink alcohol, um, but I do not like to be drunk. I never, and I'm always like, oh, I never get hungover. I don't get hungover because I don't drink that much. Um, And so, like, I love, but again, I think about like my family, right? Like when I go home for the holidays, my family likes to drink as in like we wake up and we have Baileys in our coffee and then we make a hot chocolate with more Baileys, put some vanilla vodka in it. Like, and then we have a martini and then we have this. And like, we like to drink because it's fun. We don't get like fucked up. You know what I mean? So, um, Anyway, I wanted to throw that out there because it's always so shocking to people. Like, was with my friend Lauren at the lake and she was like, oh my gosh, like, Gretch, like, this is the drunkest I've ever seen you. And the other people around were like, it is? She's not even fucking drunk. And everyone's like, oh yeah, like, you don't know her. Like, she literally (laughs) never (laughs) gets drunk. I'm just so afraid. I don't know. I think I hate to be, I hate that drunk feeling, right? I I always think that someone's going to like leave me in a ditch on the side of the road. So like, yeah, if I'm in my own house, uh, the other day had some friends over and we got, you know, quote drunk. Um, and that was fun. But anyway, what am I talking about? I forget. Um, muscle relaxers. So I took a muscle relaxer. Um, the last time I took one was I think when, um, I pulled my back out the last time which was like a year and a half ago. And they make me, it's like, they either make me pass out immediately or I just am doing what I'm doing right now, which is just talking about nothing in a fucking circle. Talking about drugs, I guess. Okay, so before this uh, podcast turns into uh, the clusterfuck that it already is, I uh, don't have any notes today. So sorry for y'all who love when I have notes. Um, But I asked on my podcast, I asked on my Instagram for, hey, what do we want the podcast to be on this week. And there are literally over 300 responses. I'm scrolling through them right now, just like aimlessly looking at words. And they're all so different. Um, So I'm just going to choose a few of them and touch on it because uh, I didn't have like one thing in mind that I wanted to chat on because I feel like we're just a big smorgasbord. Like this podcast is very smorgasbordy, all over the place, different topics, different things. Um, and some people tell me just to talk, which is very dangerous for me, especially on fucked up on a muscle relaxer. Hold on, there's a hair on my microphone. Um, one thing I did want to touch on is I have been, uh, I guess I started on Sunday. I made like this little goal list for me, right? And I said, I wrote out Sunday, these five things, Monday, these five things, and they're all the same things, right? So it was take, uh, I'm, I'm taking a, like a gut health drink, uh, fix it. It's like a post and prebiotic fixes your gut, which, uh, if you didn't know gut, or I didn't know this, but your gut is like a, uh, attached to everything affects your mental health. It affects everything in your body, blah, blah, blah. So taking that also taking a de-bloating 
supplement because I'm a bloated motherfucker. Um, what was the other thing on there? Uh, work out, drink three Stanley cups of water, which is pretty much a gallon, and do my five minutes of consistent lunges. Tro- Troy and Troy. I called him Roy on my Instagram the other day. That was hilarious. Um, Roy and I are, uh, he came up with this and he was like, oh, he like follows some workout thing. And he's like, okay, we're going to do five minutes every single day of consistent lunges. So we have like this long road behind us. And for five minutes straight, every single day, we've been lunging. It sucks ass. And I guess the point is to then move to eight minutes. You move to 12 minutes. You can go up to 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah. My leg, Your legs are like shaking like a baby giraffe um, afterwards. Anyway, point of this is that, excuse me, and we built like, not built, we got equipment for a home gym in the garage. So that's been amazing and so fun. And honestly, like one of the best things that you can do for a relationship is work out together. It's so fun. And like we roll out of bed and we like push each other and like we high five. And we're like bros, broing it out. Anyway, so I put this on my story and every day this week I've been posting like the results of it, right? So like I put a little check mark next to things that I do. And I posted this morning and like yesterday I didn't work out, but I did the lunges and I did everything else. I took the gut health, took the de-bloating supplements. It's kind of sad that I have to put that down to remember to take it. I should also remind myself to take my birth control. Different story. Um, and I drank my water, right? And this girl, uh, one of my friends, followers, wrote to me and said, thank you so much for sharing that just because you didn't complete the task, like I didn't work out yesterday and that's that was on my goal sheet, you still like keep it moving. And that is something that I don't know if I've shared this on my podcast. I can never remember if I shared it on my Instagram, my podcast, if it was just a thought in my fucking head, if I shared it with my team, if I wrote it down somewhere. I never remember what I actually say on here. So if I've said this before, you can just skip over it. But something that I feel is so important for success in anything, right? Successful people, the people who win, one of their like secret sauces is that they just don't stop. Like they keep going, right? And I say this so humbly. I hope you guys know my heart when I say this. But people sometimes, you know, they reach out to me about my new skin business or my Instagram or just like, you know, quote, success in general. I'm I'm not the most successful person I'm ever, like uh, not even fucking an inch close to it. But some people, um, you know, they say, you seem to have been successful at a lot of things that you do. Like, how do you not have hiccups and stuff? I think uh, one of the things that I like about myself is that I don't Uh, I get told no all the time, right? I've been in sales a lot of my career. 80% of sales is being told no to fuck off, to stop calling, to stop asking, blah, blah, blah. I just think that that doesn't affect me. Um, It rolls off my shoulders and I just keep going. I don't ever see, like, not ever. I don't, uh, I, I rarely see a hiccup a failure, something didn't go right. Um, I messed up at something as like a, as a reason to stop. I just don't stop. And I think people who quote win, um, not saying that I win, you know what I mean? But like, they just don't stop. They just keep going. Like everyone says consistency is the key to success. That is so true. Not consistency. Like you're doing the same thing. Like you got to pivot and you got to change when needed. But honestly, like the time is going to pass anyway. Like, so if I think about these goals, right, that I set for myself, oh, okay, well, yesterday I didn't complete all the goals. Well, okay, I woke up today and I was like, fuck it, like brand new day, going to try it again. 
It's not like the end of the world because, or, or I, I'm not like succeeding because I didn't hit one of my goals yesterday. I'm still succeeding because I did at least fucking one of them. You know what I mean? So like, you've got to find, I find ways to like high five myself every fucking day. I was talking about this when I was watching Loyal, one of my best friend Jen's baby, her, well, her one baby, um, the other day. And I was like, he went to, he, I fed him, he ate a whole bottle and then he went to sleep. And I put on my Instagram, I was like, is this what moms do all day? Like, do they just high five each other? Because I fucking crushed this. And uh, a lot of moms wrote back to me. It was such an interesting conversation, not being a mom and having all these conversations. But they were like, we literally just have to find wins throughout the day. Like, oh, your kid like pooped after it was constipated. Like, fuck yeah. Like, let's have a drink. So I think that, you know, and sometimes people ask, hey, how are you so positive? How do you have so much motivation? How do you just blah, blah, blah. It's not always fucking sunshine and rainbows. I just choose to find the positives and things. I choose to celebrate myself because I fucking made the bed today. I'm sitting in my bed right now. It is not made. My three dogs are just rolling around in it. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, but I think the biggest thing, the point that I wanted to make here, if I'm not making a point, I'm sorry, is that you just have to keep going. Like who gives a fuck if you didn't hit all your goals yesterday? It's, what are you just going to like give up? I remember I saw a quote, something, and I think it was about like, working out or like a diet, maybe don't come to me for diet tips, but it said, uh, you know, if, if you're trying to eat clean and then you have a bunch of Oreos, well, the next step that you should do is just to eat something that's clean. And they related it back to, if you cracked your iPhone, you know, you got like a little crack in it. You're not going to shatter the whole thing because you got a crack in it. Like, okay, you got a little crack in it, whatever but move on. You know what I mean? And I always think about that. I, I, I don't fucking know what the actual quote was, but it was like 15 years ago when I heard it. And it really stuck with me. Like so, so many people, I think they get wrapped up in their failures and they get wrapped up in obstacles. Like why would, in my opinion, anywhere worth going isn't going to come easy. That's kind of like a cheesy quote. I can be a quote book all day long if you want, but like, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be hiccups in whatever you do. I don't care if it's a, your career, if it's a relationship, if it's a diet exercise program, if it's a goal that you want to make your bed every single day, like there's going to be some days that you don't make your fucking bed. Doesn't mean that you're a failure. Doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't working. You know what I mean? Like nothing is perfect. And I feel like we always want like instant satisfaction or what's it called? Instant gratification, satisfaction. What's the fucking word? Anyway, we want it to be like perfect all the time. And we don't want to show our flaws because we think that other people don't have them where anyway, I say this to my new skin team all the time. Like when they ask me questions, I'm like, guys, I get told no all the time. I have slow months, you know, and when I was in sales and staffing, like this person didn't get the job. I didn't make enough money this week, like blah, 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 blah. But I, the reason why I did okay, why I do okay is because I just keep going. I don't, uh, it, it's like, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, not that it doesn't affect me. Like I try to learn from it, except for, you know, pulling my back here, but I just keep going. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm reading through these and it's actually so funny because so many of us talk and like type the same way. I got literally, I can see like seven messages that says everything or all things relationships with like five explanation points. 
relationships, relationships, your thoughts on sex in a relationship, early dating, um, how to know when it's time to end a long-term relationship. I'm just going to say right now, if you're asking uh, me, perhaps a stranger on the internet, if it's time to end a long-term relationship, you should probably end it because you wouldn't be asking if you didn't feel that in your gut is my opinion. Um, okay. Let's talk about this book. Okay. There is a book and stay with me because you might be eh, at first. There is a book called why men love bitches. It was, and then there's another one called why men marry bitches. These books are old and outdated a little bit. I think they were, they talk about like home phones, um, and, and obviously not up to date. So they've got to be at least like 15, 20 years old. However, they are, the books changed my life. And I, the book does not mean bitch as in like a mean person, a mean woman. It's, I think it stands for like babe in total control of herself is what bitch stands for. But it's how men, or I guess why men are attracted to like strong-willed, independent, don't rely, not needy women. And if I could recommend a book that will change your thought process on men and dating, it's those two books. There are so many situations where I literally, sorry, Troy, not sure if you're relating back to this, but, or you're listening to this, but I relate back to that book. And I'm like, especially in early dating. Okay. So I just highly, highly recommend read them, take everything with a grain of salt. Cause it is a little bit outdated, but it goes into so much about like how men are attracted to like happy independent women who have their own thing going on, who they feel like they can go whenever they want. And it, it like won't affect a woman. Right. So sometimes I do get asked about, especially, uh, earlier before Troy and I, when I was like in the dating world a little bit, I got those kind of questions like, Hey, how do you do with going on dates? Like, what are your biggest tips there? Blah, blah, blah. Um, well, my tips there are that you have to go on dates. You have to accept them. I went through like a six month period where I never went on a date. Cause I was like, fuck every, not fuck everyone as in the good fuck everyone. Don't fuck anyone <laughs> pretty much. Um, but it's, it's the same thing with like business and success. Like you can't expect every single, you can't expect the first person to be your husband. You can't expect the first person to work out perfectly. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with you if you go on dates and the person sucks ass. Okay. There's nothing wrong with you if you go on a date and the person is awesome, but they just don't want to date you. Why would you want to be with someone who don't want to, who doesn't want to date you? You know what I mean? So, um, but anyway, these books are just so like, uh, and it's another thing like, okay, if we talked about this once about, uh, like men asking to split the check on the first date, tell, tell, tell sign that he doesn't like you. He doesn't want to be with you. He would never do that for someone who is his dream girl. The book talks a lot about like a doormat versus a dream girl. He is never going to do that to someone who he, uh, automatically like clicks with, right? And doesn't have to be love at first sight. I fully believe in that, but it doesn't have to be that way. But a man who puts you in like a box of like, oh, this is a potential like girlfriend for me. Like I could see a future with this person. I don't just want to fuck her brains out. If he puts you in that box, you're going to feel that. 
if, sorry, I have to burp. Excuse me. If you feel like you're not sure or he's playing a little bit of a game with you or he like goes through periods of not talking to you and then gets super heavy and then comes back and then love bombs you and then does this and this. He's, he ain't it. You should not feel that way. And sorry, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I get so many emails, DMs, text messages, things in my question box. This guy did this and this. What do you think? I am here as foolproof example that if you feel like something is off, you feel like this person does, isn't not obsessed with you, but isn't like all in on you. They're not. They're either testing the field. They're going on dates with other people, which is fine. But it's like, why would you want to feel like that when there is someone out there, I fucking promise you, who literally you're going to meet them and you feel it and they feel it and there is zero fucking question. He's going to text you after that date. Sorry, on the date when he's dropping you off, He's going to make a plan to see you again. He is never going to let you think that he doesn't like you. That is how it's going to be. And then he's going to drop you off. You already have plans to see him whenever that is. And then he's going to text you when he gets home. Thank you so much for tonight. I enjoyed meeting you so much. I can't wait to see you again on Thursday. That is how it's going to be. It's not going to be a... Oh my gosh, I wonder if he likes me. I wonder if, uh, I wonder what he's saying. I wonder if we're, he's going to text me. I'm not going to, you're not going to like wake up in a panic and be like, oh, did he text me overnight? And then you're going to feel like shit about yourself because he didn't. That is not how a man who finds his dream girl is going to act. I'm sorry. And I think a lot of people uh, settle. I was settling at one point in my life. And it's like, you make excuses for, oh, well, this and this, and oh, well, maybe, you know, it's too early. He doesn't want to come on too strong. No, (laughs) in my opinion, men are not going to let a dream girl, AKA you for someone out there, if you haven't found them yet, get away. It's just not going to fucking happen. And if you know what you bring to the table, that you bring the whole fucking table, you don't need this person. You're a positive, you're you know, you're going on dates and you're like, hey, this could actually work out. If it doesn't, I don't really give a fuck. But if it does, that's cool. Men sense that. That's what they want. And I think that, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's like men have this damn like power up that they can, you know, fuck around with a bunch of people and that the, or women and that these, well, and men, but whatever. And women are gonna be sitting there and being like, oh, yay, he texted me. He chose me. No, fuck that. You chose him. You want to be with him. You get to choose from anyone that you want to be with and you are choosing to spend your time with him. So anyway, um, just my thought process there. Uh, highly, highly recommend those books. Okay, I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do another question box one day before my next podcast and ask just about like specifics on relationships because so many of these are just saying relationships. I don't know if you mean Men and women relationships, friendships, marriages. I don't fucking know. Uh, There is this one that says, want your thoughts, all things relationships, living together, marriage, sex early, question mark. I don't know what sex early means. But anyway, um, this is my opinion. I fully, and I, I will say, I see both sides of the coin here as far as living together 
before you get married, having sex before you're married. That is obviously a choice that only you can make. I'm not here to say that you should or shouldn't have sex with anyone because that is your fucking vagina. You get to make the decisions about it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, however, I believe in trying a little piece of the meat before buying the whole cow. And that sounds disgusting because I don't eat meat and I don't like to slaughter animals. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I believe in having sex and living with someone uh, before I want to get married to them. Um, because I think so much changes when you... Uh, uh, you learn so much about someone when you live with them. Are they a serial killer? Do they have really fucking weird habits that you should question? Um, do they bathe regularly? Like things that you would want to know. However, there are a lot of people who don't believe in that. And they say that you're marrying someone for who they are. However, I don't think you really know someone until you live with them, but that's fine. Uh, and you can't, you're like you're married. So you can't just say, oh, I don't like how this person doesn't do their laundry. I'm just gonna like divorce them. Like that's not an option. So it's more like you're almost like forced to work through those things. Um, but I just, in my opinion, there's just so many fucking things that like are red flags as like someone as a human being when you live with them. I don't give a fuck if someone does their laundry. I don't even do my laundry. You know what I mean? Like those things aren't, important. Oh, Henry's wagging his tail. Sorry if you can hear that. He's like, yes, mom, go. Um, but you know what I mean? Like there's just so many mm, things that I want to see about someone. I want to learn about someone and that's spending a fuck ton of time with someone. So anyway, my thought process for myself is that I would like to, uh, live with them before I choose if I want to marry them. Okay, I was going to go into something else, but I don't have enough brain power for it. My, um, I was just texting Troy before I started to do this podcast. And I was like, man, I feel very loopy. Uh, so anyway, I just, I guess I'll uh, end with this. Um, this might take me a second, but I had, a, I always have a lot of things that are about like debt, saving money, investments, stuff like that. One, highly recommend getting a financial advisor if that's something that you want to look into. I am not smart enough to do like investing on my own. I know you could do, you know, you could ask in my Facebook group maybe if people do like investing on their own. I know there's a lot of different apps and avenues to do that. I don't trust myself. Um, so I pay a financial advisor who I was recommended to um, by a few different people who manages that for me. Um, I read a lot of reviews on this person, looked into their credentials and uh, trust them with everything and trust them with my money. So I recommend that if that's something that you want to get into. I just don't have any... <laughs> sound advice for like what to invest in, what not to invest in, the stock market, any of that kind of shit. When I talk about debt, saving money, making more money, or sorry, or debt and saving money, my number one tip is to make more money, okay? Because in my opinion, that's quote, the easiest way to do it because um, being in debt and saving money is like impossible because in my opinion, as someone who was 
uh, dozens of thousands of dollars in debt um, and making $32,000 a year as a salary from my company when I started, it is, uh, it, it's, it's almost impossible to, why would you save a dollar if you can put it towards your debt? Because that debt is what is uh, getting charged interest and ruining your credit score maybe. So that, in my opinion, is the most important thing to do. Sorry, if you can hear Moose uh, dreaming in the background, he's dreaming about chasing balls and seeing his mom. It's so cute. Um, that is the, in my opinion, the mo it doesn't, you don't need to save money. Uh, you need to pay off your debt. In my opinion, that, that was my thought process. So in order to do that, I said, fuck, I make $32,000 a year. Um, and I live in a studio apartment that's 400 square feet. That's $1,300 in downtown Charlotte. Like, fuck. So I went and got another, uh, an additional job to be a bartender three nights a week. And I raked in that cash, did it as long as I could um, until I was making enough money to pay off all of my student loans. It was like $68,000 if I'm being transparent here. Um, so I did that and then I felt like I could stop bartending and uh, not have to do that anymore. And then I could start a savings account. But again, maybe something better for a financial advisor to answer, but I didn't have a financial advisor until a couple of years ago. When it was just me and I had all this debt, I didn't even think about saving money. You know what I mean? And like, if I'm being super transparent, just kind of talking to myself back in those years when I was poor, like I remember having so much fucking anxiety because I would look at my bank account and then I would look at my credit cards and then I would look at my student loans and be like, I don't have a fucking dollar to my name. I literally do not have a dollar. So one of the things that I'm going to tell you to do is look at your bank fucking statements. Because if you were anything like me and you knew that you had so much debt, you were fucking racking up credit cards and you were being an idiot, you didn't look at your, I'm like banging on my leg. Sorry if you can hear that. You didn't look at your statements because you didn't want to fucking be depressed about it. Like it was so, it was like heartbreaking, right? Like debt and money problems is such a huge fucking stressor for people, causes so much anxiety, causes so many uh, bad things in relationships. Like it's fucking terrible. But the first step that you have to do, in my opinion, is you have to look at that shit head on. You've got to write it all down and you've got to truly realize where you're at. I remember being so fucking poor that I called my credit card company that my credit card was maxed out and uh, I was trying to figure out if I could take cash out from my credit card so that I could pay my car loan. Like I had not one fucking dollar and I was just, to be totally transparent, really bad with money. Like I was trying so, so this is, I hope that people are listening to this all the way through so that they hear the second part of this point. I was so adamant about paying off my student loans that I would like get a check and I would pay off my student loans, but I wouldn't be smart enough to like balance all my money out so that I knew I had $300 to pay my car payment. You know what I mean? So like, You've got to just be a little bit smarter than I was. Yes, I think it's the first thing that you need to do is get organized, which I didn't, but pay off the debt, but also make sure that you have enough fucking money to pay your bills. Don't just, you know what I mean? So anyway, um, I think, but it's also like <laughs> in, 
impossible to do any of that if you do frivolous spending, right? And I think that that's maybe obvious, but I think that there's like a lack of self-control when it comes to spending money on things that you don't fucking need. And people don't realize, I and I'm talking to myself here too, like you can live with so minimal of things. And if you need to live with so minimal of things that, you know, you don't have, I'm just looking at my nightstands. Like if, if I was in a position where I couldn't afford my mortgage and I need to sell some st- stuff in my apartment to get by, I don't need fucking two nightstands. Maybe I just need one. I don't need this lamp. You know what I mean? Like there just comes a point, I think when ego gets into it and people are like, oh, well, I'm 30 years old. I should have a good job by now. I can't go be a bartender as well. I can't go pick up an extra shift here and there. I can't go on, you know, the next door app and ask, you know, if anyone needs babysitting or dog walking because I'm 30 years old and I'm not supposed to be. No, fuck that. Like, this is life. Like, who? why do you give a fuck what anyone else thinks if you can't fucking afford your mortgage? If you're at the point of your life where you can't afford things and you want to be able to afford things or you're in so much debt, you've got to remove that ego real fucking quick and get to work, in my opinion. So, um, what was I going to say? So having self-control, there was actually someone who wrote anonymously, which I didn't know in Facebook groups now you can post things anonymously, which is so incredible. I love that. But she posted this thing. She's like, hey, does anyone have advice on how you can make like a thousand dollars really fast? Um, I need it for X, Y, and Z. And people were commenting and, um, you know, I was giving some of my advice and she said that she was selling things in her apartment, which I thought was so smart. Like, it's like, you don't need everything that you have, right? And I think that we're so influenced by our friends, our family, obviously social media, seeing things on TV, whatever it is that we consume, that we're so like, oh, I need to have all this stuff. You really fucking don't. You don't need five pairs of jeans. You need one. You don't need 20 bodysuits. You need t-shirts, whatever. You need one. Let or a couple. You know what I mean? Like you don't need three pairs of sneakers. You just need one. So I think that uh, it's just a terrible cycle, honestly, that people get in and it's very hard to get out of. If you don't have fucking discipline, looking things straight on and being like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to live like this anymore because the time is going to pass anyway. You're either going to keep living like this, being going to bed, having so much anxiety, speaking from experience, like, holy fuck, am I ever going to get out of this? Or it's like, all right, I'm going to grab my life by the fucking ball sack twist it around and fucking get after it. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, that was a smorgasbord that hopefully landed the plane somewhere. I'm going to go, um, I don't think take a nap because I think if I took a nap, if I like let this, this, uh, loopiness kind of effect, like get to me, then I'm going to sleep for a couple days. I am just so dramatic and a pussy ass bitch if I'm being totally honest. But, um, (laughs) I hope everyone has a great week has, what is it? July? Holy fuck. I saw this thing. Um, uh, Maddie Nelson, she's an influencer, but she owns like a boutique, which is like such a dream. Right. And she said, we're having a saying goodbye to summer sale. And I was like, fuck yes. We're saying goodbye to this awful fucking season. Summer sucks balls y'all. Like it's not fun. We grew up 
as kids had summers off. So we're just in, it's like ingrained in our brain that summer is the funnest part because we had off school and we went on vacations and we did all of that. So unless you live on a boat at the ocean on a lake house, or you have a sick ass pool, summer sucks balls. Like it's so hot. No, I want a crisp 55 degree fall morning with a pumpkin spice latte and a crew neck and shorts on, maybe some sneakers, maybe some leggings, maybe some flared leggings, like crisp. I want an apple. I want an apple strudel. I want an apple crisp. I want an apple turnover. I want apple sauce. I want apples. I want to go apple picking. I want to watch football. I want to eat taco dip and not be like, fuck, I got to be in a bikini in a couple days. Can you hear myself spitting all over my microphone? This is disgusting. Anyway, I'm here for fall. I'm here for winter. I want Spanx leggings. I want flannels. I want it all back. The Nordstrom sale is going on. That's when you know fall is coming. So anyway, hope you're not sweating your balls off like I've been here in hot Lana as they call it, but I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm starting to annoy myself. Hope you guys um, have a great week. Bye.